Are you, like me, heading to the Women's World Cup later this year? And are you, like me, still hoping to score some tickets for the opener, the Australia versus Ireland match? It's a game which pits the much-loved Matildas against the Irish women's football team, who are themselves already winners, having qualified for a World Cup for the first time in their history. Demand for tickets has seen the fixture move to Sydney's Olympic Park, which will almost double the number of fans who can attend. Hopefully I'll be one of them. But would a major sponsorship from Saudi Arabia's tourism arm change how you feel about the tournament? I'd love to know what you think. The text line is 0418 226 576. You can tweet at RN Drive or message me via the ABC Listen app. Craig Foster is a former Socceroo and football commentator and New South Wales Australian of the Year. Congratulations and welcome back to RN Drive. Hi, how are you going? Good to chat to you. Craig, you've spoken out about this. Why is such a partnership unacceptable? Well, it puts the women athletes playing, it puts the journalists covering the tournament, it puts all of those, all of us, and, and you talked about, uh, you know, your wish to be going to those games, and, and I'm certainly the same. You know, the marvellous stories about over 500,000 tickets being sold and, and, and the great pride that Australians are rightly feeling in the Matildas uh, puts everyone in a really invidious position because what we've now seen from FIFA, and this has been imposed from above from the global governing body, that uh, Visit Saudi, the Saudi State Tourism Authority, is a major sponsor of a global women's sporting event held in a country, uh, Australia, in two countries, Australia and New Zealand, both of which uh, believe very deeply in women's rights and gender equality, particularly in sport, at a time when the Matildas have an equal uh, pay agreement with Football Australia along with the Socceroos and have equalised their remuneration. Here we have a sponsor from one of the uh, countries in the world with in the in the last few percentile of the gender equality index, and which still uh, legally abuses the rights of women under particularly under the male guardianship system. So once again, FIFA, a bit like the the Qatar World Cup uh, in the male side, have now brought a sponsor on board with a demonstrated um, negative impact on women's rights in its own country uh, and place that on a tournament which is using its platform of gender equality so visibly and proudly. And so once again, you know, we've all been forced to ask very uncomfortable questions uh, by FIFA. Sports washing with gender, gender equality washing, <laughs> I guess you could call it. Is that where we That's are now? Right. That's exactly where we are. And, you know, this is this become very common. I mean, Saudi Arabia, of course, have recently bought, well, their, their public investment fund, uh, which is chaired by Mohammed bin Salman, uh, has tried to say that to the English Premier League in England, the largest and most successful football competition in the world, has tried to say that it's at arm's length and um, the EPL has allowed them to purchase Newcastle United, which is currently doing very well because of that uh, additional expenditure. But we've got Qatar owning PSG and essentially uh, Lionel Messi. We've got Lionel Messi as an ambassador to Saudi Arabia, a tourism ambassador. We've got uh, just in recent weeks Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the – well, now become by far the highest paid player, if not athlete in the world, by joining a Saudi club. So – this has become very much a culture of global sport. And of course, we've got Live Golf, um, you know, with Saudi backed, uh, you know, uh, and also promoted and led by, you know, Australian Greg Norman. So uh, the, if you like, the demise of 
a global sport uh, and any supposed commitment to uh, gender equality, women's rights, LGBTI rights, uh, uh, press freedom and the like uh, marches on. But now Australia's been caught right at the forefront of it. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because this is going to make us question, um, make us, I think, a stand up. It's going to encourage uh, athletes and and perhaps the Matildas and certainly other teams around the world who are very strong on their their insistence on gender equality, the, the, the famed US national team, for example. Um, it's going to put them in a position where I'm quite sure that they'll be protesting prior to and during mm. the event. But what about the journalists who come? You know, given what happened to, you know, the murder and dismemberment state-sponsored of, allegedly, of uh, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, and here you have journalists coming to this tournament, uh, which is now sponsored by the very state that oversaw that atrocity. We saw the Socceroos make that very historic video statement ahead of the Qatar World Cup. Mm. Do you want to see Football Australia or the Matildas do something similar in this circumstance? I think not only would I love to see it, but, you know, as a former chair of the Professional Footballers Australia, which is the Players' Union, um, which is the body that uh, represents Socceroos and Matildas and all professional players in Australia and around the world in football, uh, and who played a big part in the education of the Socceroos over an 18-month, two-year period of these issues. It's not it's not normal in the culture of global or Australian sport for athletes to be so well-grounded in human rights. Uh, principles, uh, you know, whether it's LGBTI, decriminalisation or migrant worker and labour rights and the kafala system. So that that takes a lot of work from the organisation that represents and supports them. Uh, and the PFA in Australia is, is one of the best versed organisations um, in global sport in this regard because they've just run through that process with the Socceroos. So I've little doubt, although I haven't spoken to my, my um, you know, those who came after me um, today who are uh, chairing or, or managing the organisation, um, I'm sure they're having these discussions today undoubtedly. I think it actually it has now become a fantastic opportunity for the Matildas and for Australian football uh, to use this World Cup to speak up for not just a gender equality here in Australia and what that means and, and the improvements that we need to make, which is important, but actually calling out Saudi Arabia and speaking up for the women of Saudi. For example, there was a young Saudi woman. She actually lives in the UK. She was a doctoral student uh, who went to Saudi Arabia only last year or shortly there there before and sent a tweet, retweeted something and, and sent perhaps a tweet which was mildly critical of the Saudi regime and she was jailed for 34 years. So that's what Saudi Arabian regime thinks of press freedom or freedom of speech of its citizens. And these are principles that Australians believe in um, you know, very, very strongly. And certainly our athletes will be, I think, very proud to step forward uh, and support in a very public way. When it comes to Saudi Arabia and women's football, is there sign, are there signs that yeah, Saudi Arabia yeah. is showing signs of some ch- signs of change, yeah. basically? Women were first allowed to attend football matches at all in 2017. Mm-hmm. A women's league was created three years ago in 2020. Uh, is there real progress being made? There is, and it's very similar. You know, this is the power of sport. Um, It's very similar to what happened in Qatar. You know, because they were hosting the Male World Cup, they were essentially forced to accelerate any reforms that may have perhaps been anticipated. And so, therefore, the kafala system was overturned. And and quite significant um, uh, labour 
rights reform was implemented. It didn't go. They didn't go so, uh, so far on the LGBTI issue, for example, and should have been pushed uh, on that. Uh, further by FIFA and by all the athletes around the world who, if you remember in the Male World Cup, actually meekly and weakly backed down when FIFA refused to uh, grant them the right to wear even a colourful, um, sanitised rainbow symbol on their armbands of the captains of, of nine European nations. Um, so, yes, there there is reform happening and, you know, that's wonderful. However, there are still is still very significant abuse in Saudi Arabia, and for those who are interested, just go to Human Rights Watch or Amnesty sites and uh, and Google and ask for the latest report of last year, twenty twenty two, on Saudi Arabia. And what it will tell you is that essentially, uh, the um, control over women, both girls and adults, in Saudi Arabia is legally entrenched and that they are effectively seen as legal uh, minors for the duration of their life with very limited exceptions. And so the question for all of sport, for the Matildas, for the USA team, for the French team, uh, for the England team, all of these really high-profile athletes is, um, you know, does the fact that now they've, they, they are playing football there, um, you know, does that take precedence over the fact that even the girls who are playing football are essentially legal minors for all of their life? <laughs> so, you know, these steps forward are important, but, you know, they're, they're not going anywhere near far enough. And so this is a really powerful opportunity for sport to, and not FIFA because FIFA are never going to say this. You know, FIFA are the one accepting all of these sponsorships uh, and see no contradictions whatsoever in having a gender equality and non-discrimination statute, right? Um, so it's really for athletes and fans to be turning around and say, okay, if these countries or if certain companies, and we're seeing this in the climate action space, you know, with uh, with with high emitting uh, fossil fuel companies and the like, it, you know, fans and the general public are demanding that they remove themselves from, uh, you know, various social and cultural events. That's not going to happen here now. Saudi, Visit Saudi is involved, but this is an opportunity for all of us to say, okay, FIFA, that's not good enough. We don't accept it. We're speaking up about it. And whilst we can um, rightly congratulate Saudi Arabia on taking these steps forward, we make very clear uh, that the rest of the male guardianship is uh, under just basic human rights principles and our social, cultural and political views not acceptable. Craig Foster is a former Socceroo turned football commentator and he says it's unacceptable for FIFA to form a major sponsorship deal with Saudi Arabia's tourism arm for the upcoming Women's World Cup. Let me know what you think. The text line is 0418 226 576. You can tweet at RN Drive or message me via the ABC Listen up, quite a few texts coming in. Tony Coburg says anti-Saudi campaigners somehow ignore Australia's appalling record on human rights. Also from the same, I believe, Tony Coburg, women's rights, one Australian woman a week dies at the hand of a current or former partner. While another person says, why do we crawl to the Saudis? They are inimical to us in every way. Craig, just finally, we have recently seen something of a precedent set in terms of a sponsor versus the host nation. Budweiser, the beer brewer, was a major sponsor of the Qatari World Cup, but at the last minute, Qatar heavily restricted alcohol sales, including Budweiser sales, during the tournament. What do you think the Australian government should do after FIFA accepted Saudi Arabia as a sponsor of the Women's World Cup, which is being co-hosted by Australia? Do you want to see the Australian government come out and make a statement on this? 
It's a good question. I probably need to contemplate that a little bit further. You know, that the news has just come out today. But what I would say is that um, um, you know, the most important thing is that our Australian values, our belief in gender equality, um, you know, the principles that we want to see, and also human rights standards internationally, need to be upheld and espoused by all of us, including the Australian government, including the state. Uh, uh, governments and territories who are hosting games, and certain, most certainly by the athletes and um, and the fans. So it's an opportunity for all of us to do that. Um, I think there's little else, you know, that the major institutions or governments or sports minister and the like can do, otherwise than just state our commitment to these principles. Uh, however, when the athletes step forward and make sure that we really amplify these issues, uh, and if, for example, all the captains of the teams in this World Cup, aside from those who are, you know, Saudi state uh, aligned or allies, if they were all to come forward with a statement, to come forward with a video, um, you know, calling on FIFA to ensure that, you know, all of its sponsors are from countries that abide by you know, gender equality, uh, principles and the like, that can be so very, very powerful. So the reality is that, you know, when when some of these countries and sponsors get involved in these ways, they really expect us all to be silenced. Um, they hope that we won't, um, you know, be protesting and, and raising these issues and so did FIFA during Qatar. You know, Gianni Infantino, the president, was, you know, at pains to be talking about let's just get on with the football. But that's, that no longer washes. Both fans and players... Uh, and former players, like myself, we believe that human rights and football are one and the same. They they cannot be separated. And therefore, we can expect very significant protest. We can expect Saudi Arabia to um, be placed under tremendous scrutiny. And if anything positive can come out of this, it is that by the end of the Women's World Cup uh, in July and August, all of us will have a far, far greater uh, understanding of the abuses of women's rights um, that are still being perpetrated in Saudi Arabia. Craig Foster, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Craig Foster is a former Socceroo and football commentator. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.